0: And welcome to the September episode of First Look ETF. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide. It is great to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, with 10,000 baby boomers retiring every day, the demand for passive retirement income is increasing. We'll examine a new suite of ETFs aimed at boosting these boomers' bucks. Plus, we'll tell you about an actively managed ETF focused on global growth investing And finally, supply chain disruptions and geopolitics are pushing some U.S. companies back here to U.S. soil. We'll tell you about a new ETF targeting this fast-moving opportunity. But first, as always, we like to kick things off. We've got Douglas Yonis, head of ETFs, joining us from the NYSE. Hi, Douglas. It is great to see you, as always.
1: Hi, Stephanie. I'm excited for today's episode.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But first, let's start out as we always do with the latest update on ETF launch activity. What are things looking like?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you've been a follower of, the, of this show, you know, episode after episode, the ETF market just didn't slow down this year. It just keeps increasing. And August was the same. Forty-four new ETFs launched in August, raising eight hundred nine million in assets. And year to date, we're getting closer and closer to that three hundred number. Three hundred new ETFs coming in this year, raising twenty billion and assets under management. Who's counting? We are. There's now over 3,200 ETFs in the US with almost $7.5 trillion invested. We are seeing a tremendous amount of growth in the ETF industry, and it feels like it's just picking up speed as we get further and further into the year.
0: Yeah, I mean, it really is incredible. I mean, at this point, there's an ETF for everybody, and that is you know, evident on today's episode, which features a very unique mix of ETFs, different investment strategies. How would you rate the ETF industry when it comes to innovation and diversity?
1: Yeah, I mean, the ETF industry continues to innovate. This show is a perfect example of it. Today's episode, you're going to hear some of the themes we've been hearing all year. First of all, everyone you're going to hear from today, actively managed ETFs. Seventy percent of all launches this year are actively managed. The top money managers across across the entire US Folks that have traditionally been running actively managed mutual funds, they are now bringing their best strategies to the ETF market. They're wrapping the ETFs. They're listing them here at the New York Stock Exchange. They're going to talk about a lot of those strategies. We're seeing conversions of mutual funds, SMAs directly into ETFs. That continues as we go forward. And listen, income is top of mind. Income across not just fixed income, but also in the equity markets. You're going to hear a lot about a lot of really smart strategies in today's episode.
0: In addition to that, what are some of the other trends that you guys are tracking at this point?
1: Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, it's about education. Do not forget to invest in yourself, invest in your own personal growth. You're gonna learn a lot about some really unique ETFs today. Go to ETF Central, put them into the free screener, learn everything else about those ETFs you can find. And by the way, you can click on the tab for ETF Institute. You can get your certified ETF advisor designation. You can become a CETF just like me.
0: And it certainly is a great show ahead. And thank you so much, Douglas. We hope everyone sticks around. But it is great to see you. Keep up the good work. And we will see you soon.
1: Thanks, Stephanie. We'll be back in touch soon.
0: And just a quick reminder to watch First Look ETF on Amazon Fire TV and Roku. We also simulcast First Look ETF on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and other major podcasting platforms. So don't miss it. Some 10,000 baby boomers are retiring every single day. And by 2030, all boomers will be at least age 65. Now, the transition away from earned income to passive income has many boomers looking for reliable revenue streams. Well, here to discuss a new lineup of income funds from Madison Investments is Patrick Ryan, CFA and head of multi-asset solutions. Hi, Patrick. It's great to have you with us.
2: Hi, Stephanie. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: So before we discuss your new lineup of ETFs, tell us more about your firm's history and your unique investment approach.
2: Yeah, Madison uh, Investments has been in the industry for quite some time. We've been around since 1974, so we have a a near 50-year history of managing client assets. Uh, We are an employee-owned firm, and we really focus in on running active, high-quality, high-conviction portfolios. And we've also uh, kind of coined what we deem what we run to from investment philosophy standpoint, our participate and protect philosophy, where we attempt to, uh, you know, participate as fully as possible in up markets, but really, you know, save, save investors by uh, capturing less on the downside. You know, knowing that by and large, investors are largely risk averse. You know, we think that keeping them in the market, keeping them invested is their number one component to success and compounding their wealth over time.
0: Yeah, and and that sounds great. That sounds fantastic. Um, Before we discuss your new lineups of ETFs, um, let's dive in a little bit more about some of these ETFs, because I know you have more than one. Um, You've just introduced uh, four income focused ETFs. Uh, What are some of their strategies? What types of investors could be interested in them?
2: Sure. So we we thought the time was right to launch a suite of income ETFs. All of these portfolios, uh, again, are are things that we've been running for a long time here in Madison, either in a separate account or maybe a mutual fund uh, for quite some time. So they do have track records. So they're similar investments. Um, but with the, the backup and interest rates and just uh, what's happened in the markets, you know, so many investors were, became income starved. Now's a great time to launch. So we did launch a suite again, four different products. Uh, the first is a dividend-focused, more traditional value-based DIVL. That's Madison Dividend Value. So that's going to, uh, I would say, be welcome to anyone who likes just your traditional value approach, but with a very quality-driven screen to it. So not looking for the deep value, highest dividend-paying stocks, but higher quality. You know, maybe a little bit lower dividend portfolio is around 3% in terms of its dividend yield today. Uh, The more interesting one, I think, and our most interesting one of the the lineup, I think, is our our covered call strategy. And that is actually an active portfolio along with active uh, call overlay to it. So a dual active portfolio. um, We maximize the income, again, by by, by writing on single stock options. uh, And we vary in terms of where we write those options and the duration of what those options might be that portfolio carries a higher type of yield, generally about a six to 8% distribution yield on that portfolio. So that's gonna be more for people or investors who are looking for a higher yielding equity portfolio with more minimum volatility. It's not gonna capture the same amount of upside as you experience on maybe a S&P 500 type portfolio. But again, high income, lower downside out there. And the final two are fixed income based Uh, MAGG is the Madison Aggregate Bond ETF. That is uh, your core kind of aggregate bond strategy. Again, we're active in every facet of that portfolio from duration management sector, credit quality and also yield curve positioning. So that, that can be a key component as a core fixed income holding or a component within an income portfolio. And then finally, MSTI is uh, the Madison Short-Term Strategic Income. Uh, that has a little bit different twist, where it's a shorter-focused fund, generally going to be less than three and a half years in duration, but has, targets a higher level of income. So you're really trading maybe duration uh, versus credit in terms of the risk you're taking that portfolio. can invest up to 25% in high-yield bonds in that portfolio, where the aggregate portfolio is not going to have that level of high-yield exposure.
0: So when we talk about the types of investors that could be interested in this, I mean, Obviously, we talked about the trend with boomers. I mean, that is your target audience, correct? And and why now?
2: Yeah, why now? I think it's because it was difficult to get yield for the last decade. Uh, interest rates went down to zero. The dividend yield on the S&P, given that the price went up so high, uh, was difficult to have. You had to take more risk in a portfolio to get higher levels of yield. You don't have to do that anymore. So again, in terms of investors, you don't have to take a lot of risk anymore. We have a a long history of investing in in high quality businesses and income producing investments. And now's a good time to take a look at the risks that you've had been taking in your portfolio. Maybe you don't have to do that. Dividend paying stocks have had a very challenging year as interest rates have have risen over the last couple of years. Uh, As a lot of those kind of bond refugees move from fixed income investments out into equities to get yield, um, now you can kind of go back the other way. So I think it's a, it's a great time to, to, to use these different ETFs as a piece of a portfolio or, or as, as core holdings in many cases with MAG or, or DIVL.
0: And not just boomers, of course, uh, anyone who is looking for a solid return could jump in, right?
2: Absolutely. Uh, it's for any, anyone in terms of your overall investment uh, risk profile, in terms of what you're looking for to accomplish in your portfolio. You know, we actually are looking at combining these four ETFs uh, within the ETF trust we have here at Madison into a single multi-asset income product. Um, So maybe look for that down the line. Um, But certainly uh, any investor who's looking to have a, you know, more conservative-based philosophy with a higher income stream, all of these ETFs meet that need for that investor or financial advisor.
0: All right, good stuff. Patrick Ryan, Madison Investments, thanks so much for joining us. It's great to have you.
2: Thanks, Stephanie. Glad to be here.
0: Going global is one way to expand your portfolio's diversification. It is also another way to find high growth opportunities in foreign markets. Well, joining us to discuss a new ETF with a global growth strategy is Jeff Mueller, Portfolio Manager at Poland Capital. Hi, Jeff. So great to have you.
3: Thanks, Stephanie. We appreciate the opportunity.
0: So before we dive into your new ETF, tell us a little bit more about Poland Capital's unique investment approach and your firm's philosophy.
3: Yeah, of course. So Poland Capital is headquartered in Boca Raton, Florida, with offices around the world. We've been managing high-quality, concentrated equity portfolios for 35 years, and we also have a 25-year legacy in credit. So our global growth portfolio, which is identical to the ETF that we're discussing today, is nearly a decade old and follows the exact same philosophy and process is our 35-year-old U.S.-only strategy, with the obvious exception that we're able to hunt all over the world for the best businesses on offer. We've always been vehicle agnostic, offering SMAs, a mutual fund, USITs, and now the ETF.
0: Yeah, no, that all sounds good. And thank you so much for that background. So yeah, let's then dive right into your ETF. That ticker is PCGG, and I'll let you continue telling us more about it.
3: Sure. So the Poland Global Growth ETF, uh, I should note, will be available through I am Global Partners, U.S. Mutual Fund and ETF platform. And it's, as you said, a clone of the global growth portfolio. So with respect to the philosophy, our aim is to construct portfolios of roughly 25 of the best, most competitively advantaged businesses in the world that in aggregate can compound underlying earnings per share at around a mid-teens rate. And we believe that as long as we buy these wonderful businesses at fair prices and hold them for long periods of time, and our average holding period is about five years, that over time, the stock prices and thus the client returns will mirror the earnings growth of the portfolio. And you know, incidentally, this isn't a theoretical or academic exercise. This is what has happened with our US only strategy for roughly 35 years. As well as the global growth strategy.
0: Yeah. So, so you've got that track record. Uh, you told us a little bit more about how this fund works. Can you give us a preview about what uh, maybe some of the companies or investments that we might see within your fund?
3: Yeah. Sure. So, you know, we own companies like MSCI, SAP, LVMH, Amazon. I mean, these are globally scaled, globally dominant businesses, and we hold them for very long periods of time. Uh, I should note also that our process has been executed since 89 and consists of utilizing guardrails that have been in place since then. So, again, 35 years. And these guardrails help us whittle down a universe from over 3,000 stocks to what we refer to as our investable universe of only about 150 businesses. And just briefly, the guardrails are return on equity of 20% or greater, pristine balance sheets. Stable to improving margins, abundant levels of free cash flow, and real organic revenue growth.
0: Okay, that kind of sounds like a unicorn. Uh, on that note, how do you see investors and financial advisors using an ETF like PCGG inside a diversified portfolio?
3: So, look, at a high level, Stephanie, PCGG holds the most dominant companies around the world. These tend to be large, extremely liquid businesses that, as we discussed, are globally scaled. And as a bonus, their competitive advantages also tend to get stronger over time because of prudent management teams that invest resources and capital to expand, extend, and strengthen their moats. Further, because of the global nature of most of our businesses, the portfolio derives roughly 30% of its revenue from emerging markets, which we believe is a more prudent way to gain access to these faster growing regions. So it's because of this stability that our businesses tend to present, where allocators like to use us as a core investment, then having tactical allocations to things such as certain geographies, sectors, top-down calls, they'll use those as satellites. But PCGG tends to be a strong core for allocators because, frankly, it's just easy to be comfortable with a core group of great businesses that we expect to compound earnings at about 15% over time with the price following the fundamentals.
0: And with that, we'll leave it right there. Thank you so much, Jeff, for dropping by. It's great to have you.
3: Thank you, I appreciate it.
0: Supply chain disruptions, trade wars, and geopolitics are spurring some US companies to bring their business operations back to US shores. It is a trend that is well underway and the US government estimates some 1.8 trillion is already being spent on reshoring projects. Well, here to discuss a new ETF targeting this dynamic trend is Chris Semenuk, Fund Manager at Tema ETFs. Hi, Chris. Good to see you.
4: Uh, Nice to see you, too. Thanks for having me on.
0: You're very welcome. Before we discuss your new ETF, tell us more about the trend of these American companies coming back to U.S. soil for manufacturing. Why are companies doing this and what are some of the benefits?
4: Sure. So American reshoring is really the result of the merging of three other large trends. The first one, and probably the most important, is reshoring is essentially an unwinding of a lot of unintended negative consequences that are the result of 20 years of globalization, such as supply chain fragility and and an overconcentration of manufacturing in particular parts of the world. Um, You know, during 20 years of globalization, while corporates were essentially focused on moving their production offshore, they essentially ignored their manufacturing here in the United States, allowing it to atrophy. But that is now being addressed by the third trend, which is an unprecedented amount of government spending, where I think the government is essentially trying to crowd in private investment. Um, into strategically important areas where the U.S. federal government wants our country to be more self-sufficient.
0: So let's dive into your ETF. It's the TEMA American Reshoring ETF. Um, This is among your firm's latest launches. It is also an actively managed ETF. How does this fund work and what types of investments might we see within it?
4: Sure. So um, the fund is an actively managed fund. So at the moment, there aren't really that many ways to access the reshoring trend. Um, the alternatives up until now have been going through um, a U.S. industrial index or some, uh, a limited amount of passive approaches, um, which will get you exposure to some parts of reshoring but get you exposure to other unrelated parts of, uh, of American manufacturing. Um, reshoring will have an even bigger impact on small and medium-sized businesses And especially on the earnings trajectory of those companies. And two examples can be, um, you know, more manufacturing that moves from abroad back to the U.S. will create more hazardous waste. And the American, the Tem American Reshoring Fund owns a company called Clear Harbors, which is the country's largest manager of hazardous waste. Um, As manufacturers move back to the U.S., they'll also create more demand for on-site and on factory safety and inspection services. So we own a small company called API Group. So essentially, we think the only way to uncover these, if you call them hidden gems of American reshoring, is through an active stock picking process.
0: Yeah, and it is very interesting. And I don't know if you can answer this, but do we see this reshoring happening across the country or are there specific regions where it's stronger? In other words, might we see the Rust Belt or the Midwest make a resurgence?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. And again, this also speaks to the why, why it's important to choose an active process as we approach this theme, is that there are reshoring states that are benefiting more than others. So there are states like Texas, um, like uh, Florida, Georgia, in the Southwest, um, that are becoming home to battery manufacturing, to EV battery manufacturing. Um, there are states uh, like Michigan, Ohio, and um, Tennessee, which are home to um Uh, electronic car manufacturing, so to EV manufacturers. So there are some states that will benefit more than others. Um, And, you know, also in terms of infrastructure spend, um, states which have high population density growth will also benefit more than states that are already kind of fully developed. And again, um, this active process that we use will hopefully identify uh, the winners and the losers in the process.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting. All those states you mentioned; those are also on the top of the list of where people are relocating to the most. So that's probably uh, probably by design. <laughs> but before we let you go, how do you envision a fund like our SHO being utilized by investors and financial advisors? So we
4: think the 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 Tema um, American Reshoring Fund slots perfectly into a core equity um, portfolio in the sense that. If you strip away the American reshoring label or theme, what you're left with or what an investor is left with is essentially a collection of about 30 high quality, high cash generating, high ROIC businesses um, that will create value over the long term and happen to have this sort of long term growth, um, um, secular growth trend of reshoring behind them.
0: Well, Chris, we're going to have to leave it there, but thank you so much. This has been a very interesting and insightful interview here on First Look ETF, and we really do appreciate your time.
4: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: That does it for today's episode of First Look ETF. If you enjoyed the show, tell us in the comments section below. And by hitting the like button, I want to give a big thanks to all of our guests, along with Douglas Yonis at the New York Stock Exchange. Be sure to check out ETFcentral.com to learn more. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you next time.